I'm just going to say right now, the Vancouver Canucks, they have no good prospects. Think I'm being the darkest guy on the program? Well, you're going to hear about it on the other side here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Darkest guy on the program is fired up, but hey, regardless, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Hey, I got to tell you, make sure you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter promo code locked on NHL for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And before we dive into today's episode of Locked On Canucks, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It's your team every dang day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, a couple things to get into in the program today. We're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks prospects, okay? Something that's been on my mind for a little bit. I'm also going to talk about the Canucks because they're skating right now, okay? Hockey's getting back. I feel it in my spine, baby. And also, um, I'm going to get into comic court at the end of the show, as always, because we save the best for last. Speaking of the best, I got to introduce my co-host, Kyle Bowen. How you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I'm excited to talk Vancouver Canucks with the people and Trevor Banks, for real. We're so blessed. It's September. Uh, you got me addicted to the Canucks. In a few days, the Packers start their season two. Uh, sports all around me. I'm feeling like myself. And if I really think about it, I haven't felt like myself in about four years, maybe three years, I guess 2020, uh, the COVID bubble playoffs, because a big part of my life is the Vancouver Canucks. And I know they haven't proved it in the standings in the last four or five months, but based on Trevor Banks' regimen and my commitment to Locked On Canucks, a.k.a. our friendship, um, I'm back to being a Vancouver Wright, a true Vancouver Wright, and the Vancouver Canucks really, really matter to me. And I know the Vancouver Canucks really, really matter to the people listening and watching this show. Uh, Trevor alluded to it. Comment corner at the end of the show. And, yo, in about 15 minutes, I'm going to play a clip from Halford and Bruff about, about Rick Talkin. There was a quote from a Pittsburgh reporter that really had me thinking about Talkin's coaching style and how it actually – is maybe opposite of what we may believe his strengths are, but it does best for the Vancouver Canucks. Why? Because the Canucks do have superstars. Uh, he, he, we don't need this guy to develop players, do we? I don't know. Maybe that's a strong thing to say, but uh, based on what Trevor Beggs is about to say in, in like 20 seconds, maybe it's good that, again, Tockett's greatest strength is developing superstars or working with star talent. Anyways, Begsy, uh, you're the darkest guy on the program. Um, it's the truth. I can't believe you sent me this text message in the morning. It's September optimism season. You know, come on, come on, come on. It's September again. And we're talking about the Canucks prospects. It's not July, dude. It's not June 24th, but here you go, man. Take the floor. Cause I'm excited, man. You've been wanting to talk about this for a while. Take the floor. Yeah. You know what? It is September optimism season, but we got to be real with the people here on locked on Canucks. Okay. Because the Vancouver Canucks, they have a prospect problem. Okay. And, you know, you know, there was a ton of rankings over the offseason in terms of, you know, where the Vancouver Canucks rank in terms of their prospect pool. Uh, they are were as high as 20th overall on elite prospects. They were as low as 28th on the athletic. They were 23rd overall on Yahoo. Um, but basically, at the end of the day, the Canucks, you know, they have one of the worst prospect pools in the NHL. Like it's mediocre at best. And at worst, it's one of the worst. You know, and, and that's a problem, obviously, for a team in the Canucks, um, 
uh, where they are, like where they are in their uh, developmental timeline. Uh, one other thing that stood out to me when I was reading about the Canucks prospects in the off season um, was the athletic had their top 50 prospects list and not one of the Canucks prospects made the top 50 list in terms of prospects around the NHL. How is a team like the Canucks who have basically been in a rebuilding spin in their wheels mode for almost a decade now, they don't even have one prospect in the top 50 in the NHL. Come on, man. It's uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, we, we know why it is uh, obviously with, with Benning kind of rushing the timeline and, and trading away those picks, but you know, this is a bad spot for the organization to be like, you look at the, you know, where the Canucks rank or, or the teams at the bottom uh, in terms of prospect pool rankings, most of them are playoff teams. Um, the only other uh, non-playoff team from last season who popped up on these rankings was the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, I pretty much consider them a playoff team, right? They made the playoffs for 16 straight seasons uh, before last year. Um, and elite prospects actually had the Ottawa Senators down at 28th overall, Kyle. And I know that reminded me of the, the old days of when we were podcasting on the old network. We talked about Pierre Dorian and Jim Benning being the two worst general managers in the NHL. And lo and behold, you got the Vancouver Canucks and the Ottawa Senators as teams that haven't made any noise recently and now apparently have two of the worst prospect pools in hockey. Yeah, and I guess on the Ottawa Senators note, a lot of their young players probably don't qualify as prospects anymore, but most of them are on the team. So the graduation process has came to be, and they've traded a lot of picks too over the last like two years, it seems like as well. So uh, I guess that ranking makes a lot of sense. Uh, the ranking for the Vancouver Canucks based on uh, your observation is just, it's the truth, first of all. But again, another reason why, like, we need to pray this year, yo. Trevor, close your eyes, okay? Uh, let's pretend there's some uh, meditation music behind us. Uh, dear hockey gods, uh, dear, uh, you know what? My grandma, rest in peace to my grandma. She's up there, okay? Uh, take care of my dreams. Take care of the city's dreams. And... Please allow a miracle to come to fruition because, Begsy, you said it right there, right? For a team to have finished in in the bottom half of the standings or the bottom third of the standings for years and years and years and years, and for them to come to a point where it's September 2023 and there's not even a lot of competition from the prospects. There's actually no – like, Hoaglander and Pot Colson don't really qualify like that anymore, but there's no competition for, for a prospect to come save this team or to – enter the fold and you know compete for a spot it's just weird you don't really see this in sports you see teams like the vancouver canucks actually be saved by a young guy i i guess on the other side of this i'm not trying to flip-flop too much but we, we, we did mention it with the senators like the canucks best players are still 23 24 years old hughes and Pedersen. i know i'm just reaching here but again it is it is alarming it is alarming that again for a team to be where the canucks have been in the standings to not have that type of competition from a young prospect in training camp. And it makes this season matter even more. And we've been irrationally optimistic on the program. Me and Trevor just turned 30 years old. You know, uh, Trevor has a family, you know, we're trying to be happier in this thing called life. And maybe uh, us putting our spirit out there in the world will lead to more wins with the Vancouver Canucks. But if it doesn't, and this season does go to, does go to crap again, which there is a 50% chance. Let, let's be real. Let's be honest. I do think it's easy to think about this. And I've been saying this for years also, like uh, the Canucks could be like the next Cleveland Browns. They could be the New York Jets. No, no, for real. Ooh, they could be they could, the darkest guy. They could, they could be like the Coyotes. They could be like, they've been bad for 10 years, but if it doesn't turn around this year, dude, they could be bad for 15 to 20. And it's because of, 
of the rankings of the prospect system. It's, it's a lot, man, a lot of pressure on the Vancouver Canucks this season, uh, more than any other team in the national hockey league. Yeah, and I will say I'm going to go a little glass half full here because I feel like, I feel like I've really been filling the role of darkest guy on the program here. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of the teams ahead of the Canucks just have more surefire bets in terms of good prospects. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I think if you look at the Canucks' top prospects right now, it's, you know, Tom Melander, Jonathan LeCaramacki, Archer Silovs, Atu Ratu, right? Like, to, to me, those are probably mm-hmm. the top four prospects but there is depth there, right? Like there are um, quite a few guys, like even in uh, Abbotsford, like Abbotsford's a pretty young, exciting team in a way, right? With like Linus Carlson, Aiden McDonough, De- Daniela Klimovich, yeah. Arshdeep Bain, shout out to Surrey again. You look at the Lockdown Canucks, this is Surrey's Number one show. prospect in the NHL right there, Arshdeep Baines, bro. <laughs> For real, let's scratch so, this episode, restart it, bro. <laughs> we, we got it wrong. Shout out to Surrey, yeah. shout out to Arshdeep Baines, man. I mean, so again, no no surefire bets in the Canucks system, and, and that's uh, you know a problem. That being said, you know, there's there's depth there. And, you know, I think uh, I'm sending out the challenge out there to those guys in their early 20s. Like I just mentioned, the McDonough's, the Carlson's, the Klimovich's, mm-hmm. the R.S.D. Baines. You know, one or two of those guys, like, they need to step up for this team um, and just kind of play a- above what their trajectory is, right? Like, more than just kind of a fourth-line call-up option. So, um, mm-hmm. again, let's see if one of these guys can figure it out. And, of course, this is Series Canucks show. My, uh, my money is on R.S.D. Baines to figure it out, buddy. Let's go. Hey, hey. And... Yo, that's a that's a really good observation as well, Trevor. Like they may have that twenty year old depth in their prospect pool. Like that's where they kind of shine, and maybe that's why elite prospects uh, rank them at number twenty. And we talked about the elite prospects ranking system, and again, this little article they wrote on the Vancouver Canucks a couple days ago. And I did mention how a they they talked about Hoaglander before they started their list, and like, yo, by the way. Hoaglander, even though he doesn't qualify to be a prospect, he still is a prospect in theory and a really good one. That's what they said, you know? Uh, I also said that there's a paywall for this article as well. You can't really read it unless you, you know, you're not hurt by the recession. That being said, one of our fans, and I'm going to just, I'm just going to leak the truth. It's out there, man. It's out there. One of our fans sent us the whole article, sent us all 10 players that they mentioned on this list. I'm not going to show any screen grabs. I'm not going to really even talk about it that much. But uh, we, we love our fans. And uh, maybe that's uh, illegal, but come on. We, we live in a generation where people are just sharing Netflix pass- passwords, crave passwords. Bro, when my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, I'm sorry, <laughs> disrespectful to myself, when my ex-girlfriend and I broke up, I still had her Netflix account for like a year and a half. I didn't tell her. She cheated on me, bro. I didn't let her know. That's what I, I was owed that. And then she kicked me out like a year and a half after. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. But again, that that depth that you talked about, the Archdeep Baines, the McDonough's, the Klimovich's, uh, the Carlson's, maybe that's why the Canucks in the elite prospects' eyes are a little bit up there compared to other prospect evaluations around the NHL. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, let's, uh, let, let's get to the second segment here. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe we'll call it Trevor's Notes, you know, even though I might mm-hmm. be stealing my notes from other people's notes. Uh, <laughs> but I will kind of end off this segment by saying that you know one of those top prospects on the canucks um you know the mcdonough the carlson the baines you know one of those guys could step through if they slap on the bird dogs baby okay because if you want to be one of the best looking guys out there you gotta wear the bird dogs you know kyle and i you know we're both getting older we're getting grumpier we're getting crestier that's why we gotta slap on the bird dogs okay you know true story i was about to uh come to my job today no i 
I dress nice for my job. Okay, you see, like if you're on YouTube, you see the nice white collar shirt. Dude, you you're know, a delf. You're green, a delf. Some turquoise pants on right now. Trevor, you're um, a good looking dad, bro. You're a good looking yeah, dad. Yeah, I try my man. best. I yeah. try my best. But I'm telling you what, I wanted to come to work in bird dogs. I know, obviously, my clients, my coworkers would have been okay with it because I'd be looking sexy. Ooh. But guess what? My wife wouldn't let me leave the house because I look too sexy when I'm wearing my bird dogs. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to see what all the hype is about, make sure you go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or into promo code locked on. Oh, it's actually promo code locked on triple X. Okay. Whoa. At checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on triple X for a free water bottle at checkout. Checkout. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Yo, what does the triple X stand for? They really doing the locked on promo code like triple X, man. They really selling that whole sex thing. That's oh, nice, no. Man. Sex sells. <laughs> What? You got uh, it wrong? I think I, re- I think I have to redo it. No, no, just add it right here, bro. It's all good. Okay, okay, okay. Good. You know what? Okay, later <laughs> on in this ad read, it is locked on NHL, okay? <laughs> it's locked on NHL. Music, okay? There the you locked go, on man. XXX is depending on the channel. So it is locked on NHL, okay? <laughs> Make sure you support it locked on NHL, not one of those other leagues out there on the Locked On Network. Locked on NHL, baby. People, people, before we get back to the show, baby, I got to tell you that new episodes of Locked On Canucks will be available wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube at 4.20 p.m. for no reason at all, okay? New episodes every day at 4.20 p.m. Again, wherever you stream podcasts and on YouTube. Let's get back to the show. Okay, okay. We back here on Locked On Canucks. Your Canucks every day. Make sure to subscribe and hit the like button and leave us a review wherever you listen to this on your uh, podcatching platform. Uh, remember on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Uh, we're going to use the review section slash the comment section on Spotify to, you know, kind of bring into the show as well. Okay, for real, for Comic Corner. So uh, use that. Uh, use that metric, uh, that that place in your podcasting platform to, again, leave comments on the episode, again, of Locked on Canucks, Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen, and the people, man. The people, man. The city, man. Uh, Trevor, man, you, bro, man, dark, man. Dark, man. I thought I was going to be the darkest guy on the program, but right away, you just you just took the throne in March, starting with the Heronic trade. Uh, that being said, I think I think we do... do uh, do believe a lot. We do believe a lot. Somehow, some way that the miracle is going to come to be for the Vancouver Canucks and meaningful games are going to be played from this roster, from this team, for our city. And uh, yeah, hope is dope. Hope is dope. The t-shirt. Hope is dope. Coming out soon. It matters, man. Hope is dope. Is there is there, is there a more Vancouver shirt than that? I don't know. Hope is dope. Uh, the link in the bio will be presented in a couple of weeks. Again, Lockdown Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Uh, let's get into this, man. Trevor's notes brought to you by Trevor. You're a nerd, bro. You're a nerd. You're, you're, you're always reaching, but that's why, (laughs) that's why we're lucky to have you. Okay. Again, on Locked on Canucks. Tucker Pullman, not a camp. It's kind of relative to what we're going to talk about later in the episode. And that's Tanner Pearson. But, uh, did you hear anything new on Tucker Pullman other than he's not showing up to camp? Like, how's he doing and whatnot? Yeah, it was just a report from Rick Dollywell saying that he won't be in a camp and he's expected to start the season on LTIR. So not really much of an update other than that. Just, uh, you know, get well soon to Tucker Pullman. Obviously, it's 
it's crazy what he's been through, right? Like, mm. you know, we're talking about two years. Like, he played three games last year. He was dealing with the concussion problem with the migraine issues the year before. So, yeah, man, just just get well soon to Tucker Pullman. Um, and also, you know, get well soon to Tanner Pearson. But at least he's well to the point enough where he's skating on the ice, right? And uh, not not to steal the thunder from my notes. They are presented by you. But, uh, yeah, he made an appearance, we hear. Oh, well, let's get right to that because a lot of players have – come back to Vancouver and they're starting early. And uh, I got to say, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm right on this. Can somebody let us know in the comments below, but I'm hearing that like head coaches and whatnot are, are not allowed to be on the ice with the players yet. It's too early. There's maybe something in like the NHLPA and whatnot. So they had some other coaches who are still with the organization, but not on like the, the lead staff helping them run drills. And I just find that to be so stupid, so stupid. I know there's probably something with the union and whatnot and labor laws and blah, blah, blah. But that is just so, so, so stupid. So stupid. I, I think it's true. I think it's true. Yeah. I heard Dash talk about it. But do you know more about this? I think it's because they want coaches to hit the ice with their teams all at the same time. When training, like training camp begins across the NHL on the same day. So I guess the thought is there is a competitive advantage. But also it's a slippery Dude. slope, right? If coaches can meet with the teams whenever, it's like, what's stopping coaches from pushing guys to get together in mid-August. So it is a bit of protection for the players that, you know, at least they do get an off-season. Mind you, we're talking about NHL players at the top of the game. They got to train constantly throughout the summer. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe, uh, you know, this is, this is my issue. I just, sometimes I see both sides of everything, and I kind of see the other side on this one, Kyle. But what's the other side? What's the other side? Because, like, the other side is that it's, a break? A, it's, a slip, it's a slippery slope, right? If there's no law, if there's no regulation in place, Coaches could just demand their players to like meet up in like July. Like you got to be here in July. We got to no, figure no, it no. out. You know okay, what I mean? Like, okay, but like maybe uh, you don't. You maybe there's there's there should be a rule in place that you can't demand slash get your way. But let's say players do want to show up a little early. These guys are adults. You know they want to be better hockey players. It's pretty mm -hmm. miserable being a a freaking bad hockey player on a bad hockey team in Vancouver. Maybe they want to come early. <laughs> they should be able to you know work with their head coach. It just leads to a better product too for the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. Stupid. I'd say it's stupid. You know, man. As, it's as of September first, like, come on, just get the coaches on the ice. Let's it's go, all baby. Good, it's man. September, okay. Anyway, so I talk about uh, some of the players that are on the ice. I feel as if most of them are there. Patterson's not there yet. I don't even know if Heronic's there yet as well. Heronic is there. Oh, yep. he's there. Can can you can you uh, list the names? Yeah, I mean, there's there's over thirty guys. You want me to rip through all of them, or just kind of the big no, ones? No, no, just like whatever, man. Whatever, man. Yeah, like you know, Andre Kuzmenko's on the ice, Bovillier, Besser, Dakota Joshua, JT Miller, um, Nils Hoglander, who he mentions on the ice, Pearson's on the ice, as we mentioned, Teddy Bluger, aka Teddy Gluger, glue guy there, uh, Tristan Nielsen, aka Alex Burroughs 2.0, Vasily Podkolzin on the ice as well. That's uh, among the forwards. There's ten defensemen as well. Um, and three goalies, including, including all three of Demko, Martin, and Silovs. Uh, among the defensemen, like I said, uh, Hironik, who he's actually not on the ice today, but he was on the ice yesterday. Okay. Um, a lot of the guys are fighting for spots, though. It's like Carson, Susie, Tyler, Myers are the big names. We also got Rathbone, Breezewaugh, Philip Johansson, Jet Wu, Matt Irwin, Noah Juleson, uh, and uh, two of the AHL guys with the great names, Alex Knock, Leipert, and Quinn Schmiemann. Damn, bro. You just went through all the names, man. I like it, man. Pretty much. I skipped no, a couple forwards, so I apologize to those guys. It's you know, it's 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 good that they're here early, man. Uh, again, me and Trevor having that push-up competition at the end of the month. Like you know, the Canucks have to they have to get off to a good start. They have to produce a miracle, and I think it's easier to produce a miracle when you're in better shape. 
and you have your bros holding you accountable like you know trevor and trevor bags and i you know we're holding each other accountable for real you got to be in good shape here man we're getting old bro trevor you want to live till you're 75 76 you still want to lay down the pipe at 37 years old the, the right way you know what i'm saying you're out of shape bro you ain't laying down that pipe bro you know what i'm saying you just busting out quickies Anywho, Locked On Canucks, your Canucks every day. Uh, one more note before we get to that quote from the new coach. And I'm connecting the two because you have a note about the old coach, Bruce Boudreaux, doing what? Uh, what's he doing now? He is a senior advisor for the OHL's Niagara Ice Dogs. Um, so I drinking, find this interesting. I mean, he, he's coffee, part owner of talking. A, What's That's that? What I said he's drinking coffee and talking hockey, man. Just living the dream. <laughs> Which is what he loves to do, man. There yeah. you go. Uh, no, just shout out to Boudreaux for kind of finding another role in hockey. I mean, I, I, I'd like to see more of him in media. I know he's kind of done that gambit though. So, um, the guys, the guys, a hockey lifer and, uh, you know, obviously one of the best guys out there. And I mean, it still blows my mind that, you know, I've kind of been in this Canucks media circle for, you know, I guess a little over a year and a half now. And I've seen three different coaches and <laughs> time in Canucks media, you know, it's kind of wild. Damn. You probably have trust issues, man. <laughs> for real man for real okay speaking trust of trust- trauma <laughs> oh, oh all of us man for real for real uh will we trust uh brick tocket uh wait and see wait and see now before i heard this quote you know i looked at rick tocket as a bit of a authoritative figure you know can snap these boys into shape you know hold them accountable but i heard this quote from halford and bruff and i think the dude's name is sean Gensilly. I'm saying yeah. that right a yeah. reporter out of Pittsburgh slash somebody who you know knows a little bit more about talking than we do uh, let's play this clip again from Halford and Bruff and Sportsnet 650. Tell us a bit more about the things that talking might have taught uh, Mike Sullivan because I actually haven't heard that before um, and a lot is being put on the shoulders of Rick Tockett to turn this Canucks team around um, you know certainly from management with, yeah go yeah. ahead no, the, the most interesting, you know, element in play here is that we know that Tockett was really, really good at being the good cop in Pittsburgh, right? Like he was, he was the guy that he was the, the, the coach that guys like dealing with when Sullivan went maybe a little bit too far into like hard ass mode, right? Like Sullivan or uh, good Tockett was, was the guy who could talk him down and, mm-hmm. uh, especially the stars. I know you mentioned Kessel, like that's always the first guy that he gets, that he gets mentioned in concert with, but, but also other, other guys too. Like that dude, that dude was a star player. So he knows how to deal with star players. And that's an important, uh, that's, that's, that's an important ability to have, I think on in general and on that team specifically, like I like, do I, I think Rick Tockett will be, will be really good for Pedersen. I, I think, I think he already was. I think Rick Tockett will, will be really good for Quinn Hughes. I think mentally you're, or, or maybe not mentally, but person like personality wise, yeah. he, he can, he can connect with those dudes. Yeah. You know, what's funny is he, yep. you know, what's funny is he's kind of being sold as a hard ass in Vancouver. Like he's going to be the guy that's going to bring accountability to the room. And he's going to be the guy that's going to teach them how to play defense. But, you know, I don't think he is a old school hard ass coach. And what you're telling me is pretty much, um, dispelling the notion that he is a hard ass old school coach. I think he's, I think he's a good hockey coach and I, and I think he, and I think he can work with, 
you know, different personality types in a, in a, in a pretty impressive way. But yeah, I, I, you know, you, you look at the dude, we know the kind of player he was. We know, we know he was a hard ass. You, know, you look at him, he's still, he's, you know, bald, still, still a tough looking dude. Still looks like he, he could go and whatever fight, fight guys out there. Right. So I don't know. I, I think that's part of it, but as a hockey coach, I, I think there's more to him than that, honestly. The, and the fact that he connected with Phil as well as he did is like example A, B, and C of that. All right. So we just heard that, and uh, we heard Trevor Beggs poo-poo all over the Canucks prospect system uh, 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. And, yeah, now we heard that Tockett is, you know, really good with superstars, and he's actually a, a character that can play the good cop role. Uh, are you a, Are you, like, a little surprised from that quote? And how about that other quote about him being bald and that's the look of a tough guy? You know, you and I, thinning hair, it's all good, baby. You know, if it if it goes away, at least we're going to look tough. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised at the same time, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. surprised in the sense that I think people thought talk was going to come in and be like the anti-Brudreau and, and be that hard ass that uh, Sean Gentile is kind of referring to or uh, mm-hmm. Jason Brock and Sean Gentile were kind of referring to. At the same time, you know, everything that talk had said in interviews is like, you got to be, you got to be good at connecting with players. Those are not going to get anywhere as a head coach. You know what I mean? And it's, there's a delicate balance between being someone who's a hard ass and connecting with players. Um, so I, I do think, you know, talk has been around the game a long time. He's seen a lot of different coaches. He's been on behind the bench on a couple of different NHL teams now that I think he has a good idea of how to tow that or walk that line. And at the end of the day, I still got to lead to results. So, um, we'll, we'll see what actually happens, but, um, you know, I, I think there's reason to be optimistic about talk it. I'm also not just buying into, you know, the short sample size from last season either. Uh, speaking of results, man, rosemary oil, man, use it for your head, bro. You'll be looking young forever, man. It's our jobs, man. We got to look good for our girls, man. For real. We got to look good for our girls, man. I got trust issues and past trauma. Like I mentioned, I got cheated on before. I'm not saying my new girl's going to do that. She, she's like, you know, she's too sincere. She's, you know, fell out of the sky for real. But uh, since I do have those trust issues and that trauma, I got to make sure I look good and keep this uh, head of hair. So rosemary oil, if anyone's listening to this, Trevor Beggs, rosemary oil is really easy to make. Use it on your head and uh, your wife will be happy uh, because you'll have hair and you'll also be rocking extra small bird dogs boxers. All right. So you get that bulge, <laughs> that nice bulge. All right. <laughs> Anyways, locked on Canucks, your Canucks every day. Uh, let's finish off the show with Comic Corner after the break. Again, it's your Canucks every day. Okay, okay, you're back. Another episode of Locked on Canucks. Your Canucks every day. Begsy, Bowen. Make sure to hit the subscribe button and the like button if you enjoyed the episode. And uh, yeah, leave us a review uh, wherever you stream this on your favorite podcatching platform. Before we get to Common Corner, you know the deal. You got to do it with your friends. You got to do it with your brothers. You got to do it with your family members. How you doing, Begsy? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm tired, man. To be honest, I'm still catching up on sleep from coming back from Ottawa. I think I got like three hours sleep on uh, Monday night with the kids on Eastern time and getting back late. Uh, so yeah, I caught up on a bit of sleep last night, but I still got a newborn. Okay, and like I say, I, you know that you know that company they're not sponsoring the show today, so I won't shout them out. But uh, they're 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 keeping me in it, man. On uh, days where I'm lacking energy, dude. I'm gonna shout them out because I forgot to put the overlay on yesterday's episode. AG1. Okay, no, for <laughs> real, man. 
it is what it is. Shout out to AG1 for keeping Begsy happy when he's on three hours of sleep and uh, a lot of a lot of crying, I guess, throughout the night because newborns are just tough sometimes. Is that happening? Like, is is the new one calm, cool, collected, or is he, you know, throwing tantrums? No, nah, man, Henry. Henry's a little beauty. The only the only tantrum he threw <laughs> is uh, was in the airplane bathroom on the on the flight home. Uh-oh. Dude, this like he's only like two and a half months old, but he didn't even fit on this like change table in the airport bathroom. So like every time he kicks his feet, mm-hmm. his like heads up against the wall. I try to like angle him, and he still is like too big for it, man. And I know he's a chunky baby, but like, damn, two and a half months old, he doesn't even fit on a change table, man. Like, what the heck's going on? I, I blame I blame our Canada for that one. Though. They're not sponsoring the show, so I can throw some shade their way. Are you like feeding a meatloaf already, or what? Grilled cheese sandwiches, or what? Just a big boy, eh? A big boy. It is uh, what just, it is. Uh, just, just breast milk and cayenne peppers, buddy. <laughs> Dude, man, I've never been in an air- airplane washroom. I'm just so scared of public. Wa- I'm so scared of public washrooms, man. What? I'm so nah, scared of public washrooms, bro. I never knew this about you. We almost uh, Dude, I've talked about this. No, we should, we should get to the comments. Yeah, we should get to the comments because this could go on forever. <laughs> okay. Anyways, locked on Canucks. Let's get to our favorite segment of the show, Comment Corner. Welcome to Comment Corner, powered by paraphrasing. This comment is from our friend Brian. The league doesn't want the Canucks to win. We already have so many nice things. They think we don't need a cup. Name a place better in the world. Uh, Okay, thank you for the comment. Basically saying Vancouver, like like anyone in life, right? You can't have it all. And we have the most beautiful things around us. uh, The most beautiful everything. Beautiful people. Beautiful scenery. uh, The sushi's good. The pho is good. The ramen's good. The curry is good. The steak is good. You got what I'm saying? We just got everything here. Uh, the mountains, the trees, the water, the people. We can't have it all. That's why we're not winning a Stanley Cup slash getting any luck, winning the lottery, blah, 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 in the NHL. But if we're going to play the karma card, right, we got to look at the other side of things. Polarity. There's always two sides to things, right? And I've said it so many times on the program. If that's what you believe in, then you got to believe in the fact that since we as citizens – Again, we're all, we're all Canucks. We're all Canucks. Since we burned down the city twice because we're a bunch of sore losers, maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the reason we'll never win a Stanley Cup. Begsy? No, I, I still disagree with that notion because I think the people who truly burned down the city aren't true Canucks fans. There's oh, people looking God. to stir stuff up. And I, I'm going to stick by that till the day I die, man, okay? <laughs> I knew so many people downtown for 2011 and Game 7 who were not Canucks fans. They just wanted to go for the party, you know? Which is fine. Like, go party, but... There are definitely people down there that went to cause chaos that, uh, you know, weren't really true Canucks That fans, were Canucks so. fans. No, come yeah. on, dude. No, I don't. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying that notion. Um, I will say in terms of like Vancouver not having nice things because we're a beautiful city. It's, I don't know, look at the past cup champions. Like, I don't know. I think Vegas is a nice city. Colorado's beautiful city. Tampa, Tampa Bay is a nice city. Uh, you know, Boston, Chicago. No, never been. I heard those are great cities as well. LA. Oh, man. <laughs> LA, yeah, 100%, right? So. Dude. Um, yeah, I think there's lots of nice cities that win Stanley Cup, so I don't really think there's a correlation there. That being said, Kyle, I know you and I were on a little uh, vegetable adventure down to Spanish Banks, and uh, you know, oh, we, we do man. live one of the most beautiful cities in the world, man. So you know, maybe the commentary does have something. Uh, Dude, no. One little point there. No, 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 no. He doesn't have a point. He doesn't have a point. I think you you just brought up all those other cities, and uh, now we love the comments, we love the people, we love the opinions. You're entitled to your own opinion. It is what it is. We are all Canucks, um, but I, I think you're wrong too. Just based on again what Trevor begs. Just said at the end, at, just at the end there. Uh, speaking of the end, uh, that's the end of this episode of Locked On Canucks. 
your team every day. Let us know how we did in the comments below. Actually, don't don't let us know how we did. And like, what's the question of the day today? Okay, what do you want people commenting on? Okay, uh, Tanner Pearson, the prospect pool. Uh, I'll let Begsy think of the question. <laughs> Sign us out. <laughs> oh man, I would say what I want to know today is the Vancouver Canucks prospect pool as bad as everyone says. Um, and then maybe maybe you agree. Maybe there's a prospect on the Canucks you think is a bit of a dark horse. Tell us how you feel in the comments. But for now, shout out to those everydayers, the occasional listeners. Even if it's your first time listening, we're going to shout you out too because we're glad that you're tuning in to Locked On Canucks. One thing we didn't get into today was training camp battles. So you know that's coming up on one of the next episodes of Locked On Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Biggs. That guy's Cal Bound, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks.